0: I'm literally going to walk you guys through something going on in my life that no one knows about except for Tyler and and Amber and Chris, my tour manager. Okay. And now you and simultaneously
1: everyone (laughs) else on the podcast. Everybody in Yee Nation.
0: Granger Smith Podcast, Episode ninety
1: one. Ninety one. But are we, are we started? We're, we're going. Yeah, we're going. So I'm going to ask the first question. Is that cool? We have to at least acknowledge why, this place. Why, why is there no blue board back here, Granger? That's true. Why is there no blue board? You want to tell everybody?
0: I'll tell. I'll tell everybody. We are in the new spot. This is Episode ninety one, but it's a the inaugural episode of the new. We're in the new podcast room. It has the we have the reclaimed wood behind us for those of you that are watching on YouTube, but it's
1: a little different. We don't have the blue board. That's right. People have commented about the blue board. <laughs> Does anybody else just watch the blue board? <laughs> Maybe I should paint. Maybe I should paint right there.
0: So, Bernie Calcoat guest yeah, today. Thanks for having me back. One of the one of the all time favorites people love you man they love when you're here
1: very difficult to follow you and amber come on Um, y'all are just amazing together and um you have this yee yee nation following you guys and fans of y'all for a reason so it's been awesome to listen to y'all the last couple weeks
0: i'm I'm always surprised that you actually listen when you're not on the episode that you still listen to the episode yes i'm surprised if i'm on it i
1: don't listen no way
0: (laughs) Man, I feel you on that. But I, 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 it's hard for me to listen to myself. But,
1: yeah, I love, you know, uh, Pastor Chad and yeah. uh, Amber and That's Tyler, crazy. Parker. Um, I love hearing you guys chop it up.
0: Well, people email GrangerSmithPodcast at com their questions, and they'll, they mention you a lot. Like, hey, Granger and hopefully Bernie, you'll say things like that. We answer questions on this podcast for, zo- for those that are new any anything under the sun could be any kind of question, and we'll talk it through as if we're sitting at a campfire together. Me, Burns, and the person asking the question. They say, "Can I run something by you guys?" And we'll just kind of walk through it. No notes. We don't have anything on this table. No notes, or or I haven't really read these questions to figure out what I'm going to say. And I, I like it that way. Yeah, we could it's great. just go off the cuff. Um, so I have some ready for you today, Burns. All right, let's a- do it. But I want to start with my own. Okay. <laughs> I got something. Okay. I got something for you, man. This is good. Okay. This this is so guys, I've known Bernie for 21 years, and he's always been the guy for me. And the reason he's on this podcast is so that he could also be the guy for you. But he's been the guy for me that if I if I'm struggling with something, it could be good or bad. We could we could maybe have not talked for a month and I'll call him back like, man I got to talk to you about something and he always will give me the sound advice that I need he doesn't necessarily take my side he'll just give me the advice I need to hear and that's what I love about him and that's why he's such a great guest on this podcast and so I'm gonna, I'm literally going to walk you guys through something going on in my life that no one knows about except for Tyler and and Amber and Chris my tour manager okay and now you and simultaneously,
1: everyone <laughs> else on the podcast, everybody on, in Yee Nation. So
0: um, here's the deal. Okay, this podcast is coming out Monday. Yep. So right now, as we're as we're recording it, it's the previous week or before you're hearing it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So on this coming Saturday, we're going to be in Algona, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And this has been something that is this. There's been an issue with Algona, Iowa, that's been boiling over for the past couple weeks. Okay. Chris, this is a, this is a, it's called Freedom Fest. It's a festival, evidently a big festival in Algona, Iowa. And a lot of bikers go to this. It's kind of known to be a biker rally type festival. Okay, Freedom Fest. That to me, that it's, it's on July 3rd, right? Fourth of July. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So Chris, my tour manager advances these shows. And he usually va- advances about two weeks out. That means he gets the final details laid out for where are we going to park. I'm going to confirm our start time. I'm going to confirm that you got all the information I've sent you last month as far as um, how many people we have, how many meals we need, what time we need lunch, how long you know, our set's going to be. So during that advance of this particular show, something happened that hadn't happened in um, as long as I've been touring. Okay. The guy comes back to Chris and he says, I just want to, I want to go over this cool down with you and let you know that we will definitely be squeegeeing the stage after the cool down. (laughs) Chris is like, okay, tell me, tell me more about this. So I'm pulling up the exact email so I could, I don't have to paraphrase. It says, he says, the cooldown is a big part of the rally. It happens nightly. It's essentially a wet t-shirt contest. Parentheses, most choose not to wear anything at all. It happens on the main stage. The contestants are blocked from accessing any parts of backstage. And this uh, they will enter and exit from the stairs. Um, and then they, he goes on just to say, don't worry, we're going to squeegee the stage. It's going to be perfectly fine. Um, but it's such a big part of a ra- of the rally. I want to let you know what's going on. So I replied to Chris and I said, nix it. That's all I said. Let's nix it. I said, you felt convicted enough to screenshot this. So tell him, tell them not to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it is a, it caused a big problem. Mm-hmm. They're like, N- no, we don't, we don't nix it. Th- this is a big part of our rally. This is, this is what we do these girls get up and they you know they we, they get water hosed mm-hmm. on the front of the stage and they dance around and they get judged by the audience so in my mind I'm thinking this is Iowa Yu Nation like these are this is going to be farmer families mm-hmm. there's going to be old couples there's going to be kids there's going to be people that you know that, with very conservative values that trust me mm-hmm. and they trust that they're going to that I'm not going to Lead them astray at a show. No matter what their thoughts are, I'm going to stick with. Let's make this family friendly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this goes. This goes into like booking agency world. This goes into lawyer talk, and they're going back and forth. And and I just told Chris like, well, I guess I guess we're going to cancel. If it comes down to it, I'll just cancel. Which. Really hurts me. These kind of festivals really pay the bills yeah. through all the club dates and everything else. And um, so <laughs> I'm preparing myself that, yeah, we'll just, we'll have to cancel. We'll have mm-hmm. to figure out financially how to get everybody paid regardless. But we just can't have it. And they're adamant. And so it came all the way. This, this negotiation thing went went on and on. They, they said, well, can we build a, a stage 20 feet away? And I said, my stipulations are this. Either it happens before our buses arrive, which is going to be like 8 AM or after our buses leave, which is like 2 AM or completely out of sight away from my stage. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, they said, how about we build a stage 25 feet away? I said, no. They said, how about we cover all of your gear? I said, no, that doesn't, doesn't change anything. I'm not trying to protect my image here. I'm trying to protect the fans that will be on the front. Literally the front row. Yeah. Can you imagine if you walked into that, you're just wanting to see a show, and Mm -hmm. you didn't expect that. It's a fully nude.
1: With my kids.
0: Yeah. So. Okay. I I could tell you where we ended up. Or do you want to comment now? Okay. Uh, You could jump in now
1: if you want. I think I would rather hear where it ended up. Um. Sounds like there's a lot on the line. Keep in mind,
0: Lincoln is coming with me. This yeah. has been planned from day one. Yeah, he's riding with me the whole weekend. Okay. <laughs> so, so they they come back and they said, my booking agent said, um, it looks like we'll probably cancel. And I said, I just want to hear it from you, Braden. He's my booking agent. He's a great guy. I said, I want to hear it from you. They're choosing the girls over me. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily me personally, but the headliner of the, fe- the headlining band, they're mm-hmm. choosing the girls over the headlining band, mm-hmm. taking my ego out of it. And he said, let me, let me just get that out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Cause I just wanted to am curious. Yeah. So they come back and the, the final thing they said was, they said, well, Granger, will Granger take $10,000 less of his pay and we won't do it at all. And so I said, Yeah. I said, sure. If that's what if this is a money thing, if this is that's what it's about, mm. then yeah, well you could cut ten thousand dollars. That is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot of
1: money. Yeah. And
0: I said, sure. I'm not gonna fight any more than that. Yeah. If that's what it's about. So they, they said this is the first time in thirty six years they will not do the cooldown at Freedom Fest in to Iowa.
1: Amen. <laughs> so let me ask you <clears throat> how do you oh, feel yeah. about that decision?
0: Well I've I how do you feel
1: about your
0: I, I struggle with it and um, once again that you know straight up on the podcast this is like a phone conversation between me and you but sure. straight up I've struggled with it and I you know first I felt anger, first I felt like, well I'm just gonna go on that stage i'm just going to tell everyone in the crowd exactly what happened that they literally stole ten thousand dollars from my touring company band crew management everyone that's involved in that yeah. that gets paid from that kind of thing uh. um and and chris was like man you can't do that there's like a safety issue involved like what do people throw things at you like what yeah. if there's bikers that come just to see that and they find out you're the catalyst of why they don't see it yeah they can get mad and i was like I should be so blessed to be persecuted in that way. Right. Right. But there's a fine line. Sure. Like you don't want to be stupid. Yeah. So I haven't totally, um, you know, here we sit doing this podcast what four days away from this happening. So I don't know. I do know I'm going to get off the bus and I want to shake that guy's hand and look him, look him in the eye, not to, not to be mean, but I just want to, first I just want to say, um, I'm glad we came to a, an agreement. I'm not going to apologize. I can't. Yeah. I'm so sorry to put you through this kind of trouble. I'm not going to say that, but I do want to say, um, you know, thank you for being patient and coming to this agreement with us. And then I want to have Lincoln with me yeah, so that he could see kind of part of the motivation. Yeah. Um, so what, yeah. What's,
1: um, that's my email. I think, no, I, I think that, um, this is, Um, part of the reason I think there's so many people that follow you, follow this podcast are fans of you guys is because you're one willing to, um, talk about things like this publicly, um, and how you're walking through these things. Um, it keeps, uh, it keeps the perception of you being just a real person dealing with, you know, real struggles and trying to live—you know—the way that you feel convicted to live and stand true to those truths. Um, and I think that everybody out there is kind of trying to do the same thing. Like, man, I believe this, and now all of a sudden, I have this situation that is kind of—I'm put into this position where I have to discern mm-hmm. what 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 path do I take and how do I stand behind what I believe, uh, but yet still be considerate of, you know, a lot of people that rely on you. And I think it, one, it needs to be acknowledged that um, Granger and Amber have to make these decisions and discernments on a very public stage. Uh, most of the time, nobody's like, I'm, I'm not, yeah. you know, in that great of an arena to have to like, and, and great of an impact on people's lives, fans, and uh, a big crew and band and everything. Uh, so I think that needs to be acknowledged, just that, you know, God has given you the strength and the uh, the grace to navigate this. Um, he's given you the tools as well. Um, I think that um, there always is the opportunity for grace to shine through right and knowing you at the end of the day when we get five years past this you're going to want to look back on it and say man did i exhibit
0: grace yeah that's great advice for me
1: did 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 the people involved feel like man because grace uh, somebody put it this way it's unmerited favor yeah it's favor unmerited it's favor that they did not merit they didn't earn it and so was their grace extended and given and shown and displayed through the way that you kind of navigated this and so and sometimes if people are just cold and their hearts are hard and they're very selfish and just all in themselves they're not going to Grace is offensive to them, so they're just not right. they are not going to understand it, and it's not your place to make them understand. It's your place to just um, display it and, and live it out. <clears throat> and I think the real— and, and I'll sleep better
0: at night doing that, too. That, That's right. When we do give grace in that way, we feel yeah. peace and calm regardless of how they react to it, regardless if they're offended by the grace. We're going to go to bed and lay our head on the pillow and go, I felt, felt good about today. Yeah.
1: Um, I will be anxious to hear how yeah. this goes. But um, I
0: want to say just, too,
1: just if we're, you know, if nobody's here and you're talking to me on the phone, dude, I, I think you did the right thing. You uh, it, and and who knows what kind of conversations that this will, you, you know, know, produce. Yes, yeah. there's still going to be a world that just wants to go see girls get water sprayed on them and see them naked. And they're still going to be, that's still going to be in the world. Yeah. Like you not doing this show or doing this show for less or whatever, is not going to take that away. But we have to, and I know you have to and feel a conviction to um, be a positive and godly example to your fans and leading them to that, I think you're absolutely right. People could be just, whoa! This is this is not ye, ye nation. Um, they, they would be real confused, and you would probably get a lot of emails like, "Hey, man, I brought my family. See you." Yeah. Hey, I, I came to see you. I've been listening to your podcast. Right.
0: Someone could have been listening to the podcast, yeah. and then that's their first show. Yeah. So let me say, I have to insert here that. I, this is not a moral high ground battle for me. I'm not any better than these people. Yeah. Absolutely. So you you know this, but I'm kind of just saying it publicly yeah. on this podcast. I don't feel any better than they are morally, or I don't feel like I'm a inherently better person on the inside, or I was born better, or I was raised by better parents, or I, was, I'm, I have a better circle of friends, and, and therefore... I don't partake. I'm not. I'm not any of those things. What it truly comes down to is I have. I have a an authority ab- above me that's different than they have, mm-hmm. and I have a fear of that mm-hmm. authority.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My fear of God and 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 what He expects from me mm-hmm. is much greater than than their perception of me or I'm I'm sure they think this guy's the biggest prude pansy we've (laughs) we've dealt with bands for 36 years and no one no male testosterone singer has ever said I don't want to see that on my stage who is this guy what who's he think he is so I realize that 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 is far less a concern of to me than the fear of the god that I that I worship
1: and, and not for any like egotistical or self-righteous reason. But I think that you should be proud of that. If you are the first one in 30, how many every year, <laughs> it's
0: kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's way, like, it's kind
1: of cool and kind of uh, like, wow, how has nobody in 36, six years um, ha- had an issue with this? So um, to
0: your point of who knows what conversations will happen, who knows next year when the band comes in and goes, Really, that's that's what you guys do. Then they might say, "Well, last year, Granger Smith actually opted out," and then they can go, uh, "Us too. Yeah, we're opting out." Yeah, maybe that that could happen. It, instead of saying, "No one in 36 years has said no," yeah. and then the band might go, well, "I guess it's not that big a deal." Yeah. The other thing I want to say on the other side of the flip side of this whole deal, I want to say that it's it still, it still blows me away that we as a band are even worth something that if you take 10,000 out of the paycheck, we're still yeah. going to play it. Yeah. So I don't want to let that just slide. Like they're taking 10 grand from me. That is a big deal. Yeah. It still is a big deal. I'm blown away. Um, that we could, because for most of my career, 90% of it, we didn't earn over a thousand dollars. Yeah. A hundred percent of my career. So, so, <laughs> so I, I actually remember my first thousand dollar show and that was a massive deal. So, I don't want to just throw that number out like I'm in right. any way bragging. I do want to throw the number out though to say the severity of what these people are doing is yeah. significant. Yeah. I I've never heard of someone taking 10,000 from any yeah. company like this because of a moral conviction. Yeah. It's crazy. That is. Yeah. Not so. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's my question to Bernie today. All right. Um I'll I mean, you, you I couldn't want... have
1: thrown like a Calvinist question like last week at me, right? It had to be. I a... think I saw one of those. But I also questions. I also think that you have honestly, man. I know Chris. I know your band. I know Tyler. You got a great team that believes in you, and man, when you have that culture, it's um, it's not dependent on one decision of this and this. It's like ride or die. Hey, I'll run yeah. through a brick wall, man. What do you what totally. do you, Let's let's go. Totally. And Ye Nation, after last week's podcast and reading all the comments, man, um, they uh they support you and I think they'll continue to do it regardless. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: And yeah, shout out to Chris for catching that in the advance and yeah. going and screenshot it and be like, uh oh. Yeah. We'll send this to Granger. Yeah. So we're gonna get into your questions, guys. This is uh anything you email to GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail dot com. And I have A bunch that I have ready for Burns today, and I wanted to kind of start with a kind of a looser, easier one. Um, Here's one subject, subject line is music. Okay. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Mark. I'm a huge fan of your music. I'm a local musician from Wichita, Kansas. I play guitar, and I'm a singer. I've been playing music since 2006. I've been in and out of bands since 2008. I've always had trouble finding the right people to make music with. And I've always had trouble finding the right producers that could teach me more about making music. My biggest dream is to play music and make music for a living and then play Algona, Iowa, and have them take $10,000 from me. <laughs> My question is, how would you get into playing music? How'd See, you man, find you're your making dreams members? for kids out here. Right? <laughs> uh, so this is, a, this is another question Burns, you know, I have gotten before. How do okay. you find band members, and what advice do you have for an aspiring musician as myself? And I love reading these because you are also a musician yeah. uh, d- so first of all i want to say that th- there's a different world than when i was kind of coming up and there's a different world on on the internet and youtube and when you say having trouble finding the right producers who could teach me more about making music man there's a lot of them on youtube right now
1: mm-hmm. yeah so it's a
0: different world now for how sure. do we direct mark in wichita kansas shout out to kansas um how do we how do we kind of direct him to finding the right band? Yeah. I have an yeah. I have one idea. Um I think there's still a guitar center in Wichita, Kansas. I'm pretty sure. That's usually a good place. Yeah. You go to Guitar Center, yeah, and you go to any guy that's working the counter yeah. and be like, Hey, my name's Mark. I'm struggling finding band members. Well, yeah. those guys at Guitar Center have seen every band member come through Wichita, Kansas. Yep, that's right. At the counter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's you. You got to get out and meet people, and you got to understand that probably the first three or four people you cycle through the band may not click, hmm. and you just gotta hey, let's just let's just jam, let's get together and play, yeah. let's get together and play. Um, if yeah, I, I don't think you get too far ahead. I think you've said this before in, in this answer. Like, um, he he said he wants to. How do I you know find a producer to make music and and I want to do music as a career and make you know uh, I I think you can't jump too far ahead man like you you gotta find just start with finding the right people to play with that's a good see what see what music comes and see the what the culture of the band is and what everybody else in the band's desire and if they're like yeah we want to make a record too and then you guys collectively can find uh, a producer and then a tour manager and then, you know, like, um, yeah, you don't put on the balcony before the foundation. You That's know I mean? perfect. And
0: I, I want to say, Mark, you say my biggest dream is to play music and make music for a living. So let's change that to my biggest dream is to have fun playing music. Yeah. If you switch that and stop worrying about making a living with it because I know Bernie and I, when we first started, that wasn't the goal. Wasn't I want to make a living with this. It was just like, I want to do this. Yeah. And I'll make a living around it so that I can do it. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're in the That's right good. place. Go to your local music store. If anyone's listening, I see a lot of questions like this. If you're wondering about, go to your local music store, hang out with those guys, learn, meet them, meet the guys at the counter, tell them your predicament. They probably know someone, if not themselves, that could help you out. All right. Let's go to... Um, How about uh, this one? It's called Texas Road Trip. It says, Hey Granger, this is Danny from Ludwigsburg, Germany. I want to ask you, what are your favorite spots in Texas for a road trip that my wife and I are planning to do soon? We'd love to spend three to four weeks, travel around the whole state of Texas, starting and maybe ending in Dallas. I'm assuming because of the airport. Um, So that would be awesome to get to, to get to know your must to go places. Of course, Georgetown and is always on our list. I um, hope you like our snack package that we sent. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, you got you guys are awesome, and so I'm assuming Danny wants to wants to use Dallas as a hub. That's what fly I fly in and then travel ch- around. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: where are they coming from? G-
0: Germany. So <laughs> oh, from Germany, Ludwigsburg, wow. Germany. So you could use you could also use Houston, Danny. Houston's another inter- international mm-hmm. yeah. um, city in Texas. Austin has very limited. So you could do Dallas, rent a car, go d- work your way. Yeah, that's what that's what he should do. Fly to Dallas and work his way south until he gets to um, Austin. See the sights in Austin. Mm-hmm. Go to like you should go to Fredericksburg. Yep. Texas and see all the German heritage. I don't know if you want to see German heritage when you're yeah, coming from the, Germany, but I think Braf- it's kind of cool. And New Braunfels, New Braunfels too. New totally, yeah. Yeah,
1: Schlitterbahn and the, and the Kamau the river. river down there. Yeah. Um, if I were you, Danny, I would
0: I would go and explore the German heritage of Texas, eat eat a couple restaurants. And it might not be intriguing to you, but eat a couple German restaurants in New Braunfels or Fredericksburg. And... Meet a culture of people that settled there in the eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. from your country. yeah, it's very interesting. Then you could work your way down to San Antonio, mm-hmm. right? See the riverwalk. Yep. Alamo. Alamo. go see the Alamo. Um, there's There's a lot of cool things in San Antonio. And then from San Antonio, hit i ten, and you then you go to Houston. I mean, if they're going to be here, he said two to three weeks. So then he can go to Galveston.
1: <clears throat> go down to Galveston or go down to Port A and then work his way up the coast, mm-hmm. all the way to Galveston to, to Houston. Um, yeah. That's a long time, two or three weeks. And then and then fly out of Houston. Yeah. That would be
0: my thought. So then you're seeing a little bit of East Texas, a little bit of the hill country. you got to see the hill country because yeah. when you see some of the hill country, you're going to think, Oh, that's the Texas. When you see like the cattle and mm-hmm. you're gonna get, that's the Texas I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's the ranch, the ranches I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that on your on your way like out to Fredericksburg and It'd be mm-hmm. cool to stop at Luckenbach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's good job, Bernie. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. We'll be right back with some more questions. Bye. I- Podcast brought to you guys today by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly vitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body could actually use. What you won't find is sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants, plus the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design makes taking your vitamins every single day super easy. Now, I'm always really weary about uh, taking vitamins. I've got a sensitive stomach. So, um, when I just find something off the shelf that says good for men or whatever at a, at a, uh, at a supplement store or vitamin shop or CVS Walgreens, something like that, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Ritual is different and whatever they do, whatever the, the extra care they put into making sure that, um, these are high quality nutrients for your body. Whatever they do, it's it's easy on me and my stomach. Makes me feel better, and and I still get the vitamins, the supplements that I need. Um, it should contain key nutrients in your body in forms that your body can actually use, which is what Ritual does. It helps fill the gaps in your diet, these nutritional gaps, with nothing extra, no shady extras. It has a delayed release capsule design that delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D three. In just two daily pills. So you'll know exactly what you're taking, exactly where they come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. It's now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your vitamins are delivered to your doorstep. This is awesome. Every single month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, or cancel the subscription anytime. And If you don't love Ritual within your first few months, they're going to refund your entire order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash to start your ritual today. Podcast today is also brought to you guys by Raycon. I've spoke about these people so much, and whether it's for work or play, You're going to be on the move this summer. Take my advice. You're going to need your Raycons. Raycons are awesome earbuds, wireless earbuds that they seal off your ears so you can't hear all that extra noise. And they deliver high quality, good sound and audio, whether it's this podcast you're listening to or or maybe my latest album, Country Things, whatever you're deciding to listen to. Um, Raycons is going to give you the, the quality that you need. You're going to get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon, they look better. They feel great. They come in a range of cool colors with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. Raycons are built to go wherever you go. For me, I love to use them on airplanes because it blocks out all the noise and I travel a lot. I also use them on the bus when we're rolling down the road. Uh, They have quick Seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case when the battery lasts a really long time. So it d- doesn't matter if you're working out or if you're going on a long trip, they have a really good battery life. So listen up Raycon's offering 15% all their products from my listeners. And here's what you're going to do to get it go to buy Raycon, that's R A Y C O N dot com slash Granger. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's such a good deal. You're gonna grab a pair and also get a spare. That's is that's way cheaper than so many of these premium brands and they give you better audio quality. That's fifteen percent off buyraycon.com slash Granger. That's by dot slash Granger. All right, let's dig into
1: some questions and I'm gonna kick it over to you burns i've noticed that you got a little stubble today man is this I'm, after the amber the podcast question about you no, are you trying to no, like no, ain't gonna work
0: <laughs> no i need to shave that's, right. <laughs> that's just laziness just, okay we'll see <laughs> all right i'm gonna kick it over to you we have okay bible question we have softball question we have some advice parents finding friends brain or soul how much money should i have i'm in a predicament Head-on collision cost my husband his leg. Man of the house, and then we have a no subject. Do any of those stand out for the next one?
1: Um, I don't know if the softball question is about softball or if it's just like an easy one. <clears throat> it's just an easy one. But yeah. um, I love softball. I'm playing a men's softball league mm-hmm. before. I got injured like the third game because I'm old. But let's go with softball question. said, I would like to begin by just being grateful. Grateful for how much...
0: You give to your fans and your humble words of advice i would wonder if you can give me some advice i would like to be anonymous i'm struggling with mental health i get anxious uh, dude, i'm sorry burns I read, the wrong not... one. I read the wrong one okay i was like <laughs> that doesn't feel like a softball question to... I Actually, hit the wrong one but we'll keep going
1: okay keep going
0: it says <laughs> it's interesting. Like, it was like a and
1: slider in softball somehow.
0: Sovereignty of God. I actually hit the wrong one. Okay. Maybe we needed to read this. Okay. Um, I'm struggling <clears throat> with mental health. I get depressed quickly, but I've learned to live in the presence in present in the present. And I have lo- low expectations and higher gratefulness. I have a good methodical morning routine, which begins at 6 a.m. and consists of what your podcast says with a warm hot chocolate, etc. But, It seems I'm a different person in the morning. How do I keep being that morning person? I know exactly what you mean. Living with the purpose to do God's will, but being the person that I would like to be. I would like to be more grateful. I would like to be nice to everyone I meet. And I feel like I'm not as good or something. I don't quite know how to get along with others. Please give me some advice. Sorry for for my bad reading here um so okay so we have an anonymous person i'll respect that and it is a she and i could let me kind of paraphrase she she's struggling with um depression and anxiety but she's starting her morning routine getting up at six sounds like she's drinking some hot chocolate doing some reading and she feels great Mm -hmm. and then as the day starts going on she start that starts wearing away, and she starts to become snappy and not nice, and she wants to be able to
1: maintain. And I feel that I feel that in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, when we get to be by ourselves, usually we're pretty good. It's yeah. when other people <laughs> we have to interact with <laughs> totally. other people that it's like oh, yeah. absolutely, I have to, you know, I have to be kind to these people and patient and it starts to expose people expose you know what's really inside of us and there's a there's
0: a real thing called decision fatigue
1: yeah the oh, more sure.
0: decisions you make yeah it, you you start wearing down and you, you only have so many you're capable mm-hmm. of in a day which is why some of the crazy billionaires of the world mm-hmm. you'll notice they wear the same thing every day like mm-hmm. they wear a black t-shirt and black pants mm-hmm. every single day like their mm-hmm. whole closet is that Because they've got it down to a science where they actually believe that every decision matters. I believe that, too. And taking the decision of what you're going to wear out Mm -hmm. gives you availability for one more decision that day. Amber and I talked about this yesterday because we're moving into this house. And I told her, I said, hey, these next few days, be aware of decision fatigue. Because Mm -hmm. when you get a couch in and you go, maybe it should go the other way. No, put the two chairs. And then you do that enough we're going to start getting snappy with each other. We're going to mm-hmm. start getting frustrated with the kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of decision fatigue. Um, so I think you're feeling that in this, in this email. And I think, think you're doing, you're on a, you're on a great path because first of all, you care, you, you are aware that you're doing this, like the, the key, like mm-hmm. right? becoming aware that you're mm-hmm. becoming snappy. So sure. what, do you, yeah. what do you, Burns, what do you tell this person?
1: Um, well, they mentioned depression, anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two words—one um, are very a lot more prevalent in this culture now than they ever have been. Mm. Um, two, I think there are words that can be used kind of flippantly sometimes. So, if this is actual like clinical depression, this is—I um, uh, would see a medical professional, I would see a therapist or a counselor, and I would maybe talk through. Um, the severity of this depression, knowing people that have struggled with depression all the way to like suicidal, check you into a hospital level to, Hey, I just get emo sad sometimes. And like there, I I think there's different levels of that. So I would, um, I would talk to somebody if you have a community of folks, if you, um, can ask around, Hey, um, I I don't think that these, Things need to be something that's kind of hush hush, like um, talking about mental health, um, seeking help mm. for mental health. Um, we do it for everything else, for spiritual health, mm. for physical health. We there's no qualm about going to a trainer because man, I feel like I need a dietitian and I need things for my body. That um, yeah, I, I would suggest that, and then. Um. Past that, I mean really I think what's getting exposed, you know, throughout the day is just our you know, this person's, you know, humanity and how what what's on the inside and how much patience they have and how much um compassion they have and humility and and so I, I don't know how to other than you know Going back to, you know, the spirit of God. Going back to God's word. Uh, being surrounded by community that is pointing you in that direction, um, and being prayerful. Like, just start to pray diligently um, that God would sustain you um, throughout yep. the day, and just see what happens. You know, start. All I, I think you start simple.
0: It's all great advice, and we're going to tell you every time. That if you're struggling with um, anxiety or depression, to seek medical help on top of um, your wise counsel, and mm-hmm. because there might be a medication involved that you need, you know. Yeah. And I'm not uh, I'm not qualified to tell you about that, but there's a doctor that is. So um, I know that, that sometimes there's just something going on up there that mm-hmm. medication can help. Absolutely. So there might be that. I I want to say one more thing because I think Bernie wrapped it up perfectly. There's one more thing I want to challenge you with and that during your morning quiet time and you feel calm and you feel peace, challenge yourself as you move into the day to stay present and stay aware of yourself and your mood changing and try to identify what's causing that. I say that because... When I challenge myself to that, I do a lot better. And when I start recognizing what's causing me to do that, then I see it in another situation. So, for, for example, if I, if I get mad at two people in a row
1: mm-hmm.
0: in two different scenarios, my brain goes, it sets off an alarm. It goes, uh-oh, it's not them. <laughs> right. There's a common denominator. Yep. What's going on? And then I'll go, ah, that early flight this morning. Mm-hmm they got me. Okay. So that means if I did it twice, I'm going to do it three times and I'm going to do it. they probably the rest of the day. Somebody's going to say something or text me or call me, or I'm going to get an email or see a comment on Instagram. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go off. I'm going to get mad. And so then I go, it's not them. So my point is to you, emailer, recognize when you're getting triggered and then try to place the trigger. Like, Maybe it's caffeine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe it's lack of sleep, maybe it's something else. But you could start finding out. Ah, I know why. Instead of the, uh, it's not them. It's not their fault. The world's going to do what the world's going to do. You can only control yourself and you, how you react to it. So go into the day during your quiet time and just challenge yourself. Like I'm going to go in and it's first the first time I feel myself triggering to not being nice. And I'm going to go, there it is. Why, why am I doing that?
1: And try to find something besides the other
0: person to blame mm-hmm. for that. Yeah.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. Mental health is definitely not something to take lightly. No. Um, yeah. There's, there's many, many layers to it. So we wish you the best and, you know, hope that you can find some wise counsel and some help. This is an interesting question here. It's,
0: subject line is parents. Okay. And this is a short one. It says, Hey, Granger, I'm 12 years old. I'm from Lanigan, Saskatchewan, a small town in Canada where I grew up. I have a divorced parents, and I'm wondering if I should treat my step-parents like my real parents. And if you don't have an answer, then how do I ask God? Wow. This guy's name is Ben. So... Ben is 12. He's in Canada. Um, from he's, a, He's 12. He's 12. Listening to the podcast, emailing us. Um, and it's an interesting question. Yeah. I'm wondering if I should treat my step-parents like my real parents. What do what are you... Are so I'm guessing something? that mom
1: and dad split and then they both got remarried, or maybe one of them, and so something they have... Something like some, that, yeah. Aye, aye, aye.
0: Um, first of all, which before you even start, Burns, let's just say I'm sorry, Ben. You, this is not on. None of this is on you. And yeah, I, I hate that the. I hate that this is the world, and this is how it is, and that you even have to deal with this at all. Yep, because a 12 year old shouldn't have to make be thinking like this. Yep.
1: Um, Ben, I've been through this right about your age, actually. Um I I didn't have to uh for for a long time I I didn't have to go through the parents the the step parents and the parents getting remarried um but I know that feeling of why did this happen and how do I respond um because it really is I mean and this is like every question every situation that gets put in front of us, for anybody out there and for us, for the same thing with the concert, it's our response. We can control our response. We cannot control, you can't control your parents, you can't control your step-parents. What you can control is your response. I know you're 12, so let's first stop and say, give yourself some grace. You're still learning. Like Your brain is not fully developed yet. I mean, I don't know if ours are, much less a 12-year-old. So just give yourself some grace. Take a deep breath and just, you know, first of all, celebrate the fact that Granger picked your email. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Go tell all your friends. Uh, You don't have to say, like, what it was about and that you just kind of, like, left your heart out for the nation to see. Let's just start with the fact that, hey, this is kind of cool. You live in a world where your, you know, country music idol – you have access to him and you can like, yeah, let's get advice okay. from him. What a world we live oh, in. Man. So past that, Ben, give yourself some grace. As far as how to treat your step parents. Um, I think that if you start to uh, think about what grace is. Um, that, and, and you start to give that to yourself and lower the expectations of yourself that maybe you can also start to view your step parents that way. And my guess is, is that they really love you and they, they want you to feel safe and they want you to learn and they want to support you. And, and so if you can ever get to the point where you can give them that opportunity, I think that's a great response. Um, but there's a lot to navigate there and you're still learning. So, uh, I would just say, give yourself some grace to make some mistakes and, and that your parents should be older and, and more mature and uh, be able to help you navigate. Yeah. What do you think, Chris?
0: Yeah, I, think, I I can't speak as well as you can about this. Um, but I could say you, you can't go wrong, Ben, with just treating them with respect. And that kind of comes regardless on if they treat you good or bad. Because let's put myself in this situation when I'm going to Iowa this weekend. I'm going to treat this guy with respect. Mm-hmm. the dude took $10,000 from me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he he obviously has a lot, you know, that he's going to say about me. But if I come in with respect, just treating him with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once again, I could say you could, you could treat in war, you could treat the opposing enemy with respect. Yeah, And so it has nothing to do with, um, maybe you're, maybe these step parents are terrible people. Maybe they're, abusive in, in some way. Um, it still doesn't change the fact that you could still treat them with respect. You don't have to respect somebody to treat them with respect. That's right? a good point. Yeah. So treat them with respect, regardless of how you feel. And you're going to get the best from that. You're going to get the best version of them in response to your respect you're giving them. So, you know, use your yes sirs and yes ma'ams and, 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 uh, obey the the best that you the best that you can if it's if it's obliging morally and you're going to get the you're going to get that right back to you so and I'm sorry you have to go through this brother yep we have Bible question we have finding friends we have brain or soul we have how much money should I have I'm in a predicament let's do
1: how much money should I
0: have All right. hey my name is Derek I'm from Battleground, Washington. First of all, I want to say I love your podcast, Music and Family. Um, your videos make my day. Thank you, buddy. I got a chance to see you at the Clark County Fair in 2008 with my wife, girlfriend at the time. I have two questions for you. First, I'm 20 years old, I'm married, and I have a kid on the way. I'm an electrician, apprentice, and almost able to become a journeyman. I make about $60,000 a year. It's awesome. But I still always feel like I'm way behind. I feel like I don't ever have enough money in the bank, especially for how much I make. I don't feel like I spend a lot, but I just can't help um, but think that everyone my age has way more money saved up than and I'm way behind. Given my age and how much I make, how much money do you think I should have in the bank? I don't have car loans or any major bills. Um, I just rent, which is ten which is ten seventy five a month. My question uh my second question is my wife is twenty four months excuse me, twenty four weeks pregnant. Um and we're having a boy and I still don't have a name picked out. Did you have that problem with your previous kids? How do you go about it? Thank you for everything, God oh, bless. I
1: thought he was gonna ask for recommendations on a name. And I <laughs> dude I, I was gonna I had some names. He kinda, but... he kinda did. I mean he yeah. said how do you go about it there's not many bernies in the world i'm just saying like if you want to contribute you know yeah you can do that i love them. or grangers you know <laughs> so this is kid number two at 20 21 years old is that what he
0: said yeah. um like pregnant let's see is that what he said
1: i thought in the first part he said so i'm 20 I'm years old i'm married and have a a
0: kid on the way oh kid on yeah, the way this is okay the first so one. this is the first one first okay. one okay
1: Sixty thousand um, is
0: a lot for twenty years old. To yeah. me, in my mind, maybe maybe I'm out of touch, but that seems like a lot for twenty.
1: I made fifteen thousand uh, dollars, maybe. I was going to say whenever I was that old.
0: I was going to say that's about three times what I made. Yeah, I think I made about twenty. So yeah.
1: Um,
0: and that's good. And I, and I when I was making twenty thousand, I was I thought I was crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so much money.
1: Hey, I mean, I think, you know, perception <laughs> and contentment is a big part of money management, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, you knew yeah. me then. I was yeah. like had an apartment. It was like um, $600 a month. <laughs> and and I, that was, I thought that was expensive. but Looking at it now, like 600 But then, but that's all I had to pay was that and then food and gas. Yeah.
1: Was that the that first place you moved in Nashville yeah. that I came to? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I was paying that, and then I still had like 500 bucks a month I did. left I, over. I thought you were rich, man. <laughs> I when I came to out. visit you, I was like, oh, man, we can't
1: be friends. This guy's rich. <laughs>
0: like twenty twenty 20 Gs, baby. 20 Gs a year. Oh. Um, right. so, um, so he's – I'll, I'll shoot him over to Dave Ramsey with yeah. like some of these questions. Yeah,
1: I, I think a lot of it is money management and – restraint.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Understanding what you have, what you're spending money on, and being able to exercise restraint to like, okay, we don't need to do that. We don't need this to be happy. Um, We need to live below our means. And I mean, I can only speak to my own experience. I love living below my means. I I love, you know, and Leslie and I have talked about wanting people to by the way that we are generous, think that we have so much more money than we do. Yeah. But by the way we live, think we have so much less money than we actually do. Hmm. So I don't know. Take yeah, that. For I one. love Sorry. that.
0: So I, I'll get specific with you, Derek. Um, because Dave Ramsey, who you could, you could go and uh, I'm sure he has YouTube videos or something, but, but he has a, a he has really good books. Uh, it's all about money. So Dave would say to answer your question specifically: How much money should I have in the bank? Like Dave would say a thousand dollars. Should have a thousand dollars as a safety net, and that's that's he calls it an emergency fund. Thousand mm-hmm. dollars emergency fund. If you don't have a thousand dollars in the bank, th- that's okay. And not a lot of people do. So you just start building that thousand. But once you get to the thousand. Don't touch it. That's your that's your emergency fund. Put it somewhere where you don't touch it. It's for emergencies only. It's for the house gets flooded and you you need that extra cash. So you leave it and you don't touch it, and then you start building. After you have the thousand, your next step is you want to work towards. According to Dave Ramsey, you want to work towards three months of all your bills. Mm-hmm. So add up all your bills. You, you said you got a, a thousand seventy five a month for your rent. So you take that times three, you take your cell phone, your wife's cell phone times three, you add all that up, whatever that number is, then that's your next goal. So that, say that's $5,600. So that's your next goal, have $5,600. That, that, means, that means you get in a car accident and you lose your job and your wife gets laid off and every worst case scenario happens, the pandemic hits, whatever, mm-hmm. it all hits at the same time. Now you got three months to live on. That's mm-hmm. you have three months in the bank to live on. And you would think that three months, 90 days is enough time to kick something else over to, to get mm-hmm. a new job, to start a new uh, piece of income. So that's yep. once again, not my philosophy or it is, but, but it's from Dave Ramsey. Um, and that's being very specific. So thousand dollars. And yep. then once you get it three months, yep. um, second question is, and, and before I go back to Burns, um, it's also being frugal and being, having good management, which is not easy when you're 20. I was terrible. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You got a lot more responsibility at your, at your 20 than I did at my 20. So, um, it's not easy and it's kind of a learned, it's a learned trait and you'll just learn it and you'll practice it. You're emailing me. So you care. So that's great. Uh, baby names, Burns, did you have baby names picked out?
1: at twenty four weeks pregnant. I don't think so. Um Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um no, not for Boston. Um Stella came through foster care and adoption, so she was emergency placement. Um so we decided her name after she came. And then Jet I think the kids actually named Jet, but it wasn't uh <laughs> it wasn't till you know, till he was almost here.
0: Something I see with Derek is I see and it's just probably natural when you're twenty, you you seem to be thinking a lot about whatever everyone else is doing. So mm-hmm. You seem that you like you said, I can't help but think that everyone my age has a lot more money saved up and I'm way behind. And you're also kind of insinuating that a lot of other people have their kids already named and you don't. Yeah. And um so a lot of this I would just say just pump the brakes a little bit, man.
1: Yeah. And people don't. People don't have most of our culture, the way that we kind of, you know, Nobody has as much money as you think they have. Yeah. Right? Is that fair I, to absolutely say? Absolutely right. Like,
0: yeah, I have we, ten thousand dollars less than anyone <laughs> thinks. <to do. laughs>
1: we we just perceive things to be like, oh man, they did this, so they must have like all this. When actually, they've you know like racked up another twelve thousand dollars on another credit card in order to do that. Mm-hmm. I, it's all perception. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not real. The best thing you can do, honestly, is follow Granger's advice because Dave Ramsey, after you get to that point, he will start attacking your debt and telling you, somebody who has gone from you know, very much in debt and making no money and being very poor at managing it, um, that moment when you're just debt-free, you don't have any debt is a really great feeling. And Leslie and I went through the Dave Ramsey thing too. And yeah, we it did was too. it was a catalyst for it. So
0: Yeah, we did too. And what does he call it? Baby Steps? So something like that? The steps to yeah, free, yeah, yeah. freedom. And um and then he has people call on this radio show and they they'll announce that they're debt free and it's like this big celebration. And yeah. Then once you're debt free, including the emergency funds you've saved up, then you could really start some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. like child. Like your kids, yeah. college funds, and different things. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you want to you hit one more? Yep. Yeah. I just, this one popped right up, so I want to read it. It says, okay. I'm in a predicament. Hey, Granger, my name is Aaron. I'm 21 from North Texas. I've been dating this girl for five years, and for the first year, it was great. She let me hang out with my friends and do all the guy stuff, but now, the past four years, I feel like <laughs> I've turned my back on all my friends because she doesn't like them. Back in 2019, I had a good friend pass away, and I missed out hanging with him because my girlfriend didn't like me hanging out with my friends. And now I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on another friend because she won't let me hang out and do what I want to do. This is an easy one. Um Say it. I don't know. Say it. No,
1: I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to not jump straight to that. (laughs) Dumper, (laughs) yeah. Dumper (laughs) that you said last time. And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to to figure out. Yeah. Dumper. Just dumper. Sleeper. No. (laughs) I'm trying to think about this girl. And what if this dude is just hanging out with sleaze balls? And she's like trying to say, Hey, right. what's You're his name? Absolutely Did right. he say his name? His name's Aaron. Aaron. And she loves Aaron. She's like, Aaron, you could be <laughs> such a great dude. These guys. You're so right. Because, I mean, I have been in a situation where I was hanging out with the wrong people. And if I would have continued that, by the grace of God, I was, you know, it wasn't a, a woman that, you know, turned me, but an, another way. So I'm just trying to see both sides of it. So one, Aaron, check yourself. Are your friends like constantly, you know, throwing up in the middle of the night because you've drank too much? Um, Mm -hmm. Are you constantly doing things that have the police called on you? Um, If it's just like, hey, I just want to go, you know, watch a game with the guys and hang out and there's nothing... where is it coming from? If it's if it's the girl's insecurity, I would say good. you you got a dumper and also 5 years to date is a long time. Yep. Like we Bingo. I think we dated like a year or two years,
0: maybe. Bingo. I you're hitting everything. Just rewind it and listen to everything Burns said. I don't have to say
1: anything. But yeah. Yeah. Creature's <laughs> yeah. just going to say just dumper. I like my first Next thought.
0: Goes. I read it in front my first thought like this is we're sitting around a campfire We're all buddies, and Aaron's like, "Guys, got to tell you something," and then I'm kind of offended because I'm at the campfire with him, and so I'm now I'm one of the guys that she wants you know to get rid of. Yeah, but so my first thought is just dump her because that's crazy. But then my second thought is five years, like maybe she's getting kind of pissed that you are still dating after five years and you're not making a commitment. Then I start thinking maybe Bernie's right, like maybe maybe some of the friends are you shouldn't be hanging out with anyone but then he says one of them passed away so then i feel bad because then i feel like i'm being disrespectful for the one that passed away cuz he was a good dude
1: but that also created some kind of some kind of animosity or bitterness towards the girl like hey i didn't get to hang out with him before he died because of you yeah. and it's like um here's here's the answer aaron and i really believe this it's not exact but here's the answer communicate yeah you got to communicate (laughs) this is the thing that we have become the worst at and we just want to text don't talk about this through a text if you are like you guys need to just sit for a while and really dig into these things and honestly if you're not in that place and that's not something you want to do you probably need to dump her anyway because she needs to go find a dude that knows how to communicate and wants to fight for the relationship and if she's not willing to do that, you need to dump her yeah. because you need that. But you got to communicate all these things you're feeling. If she doesn't know this, you guys are just like separating. So there's no use continuing unless you're trying to get back to the same path and move forward. Communicate. I got I no words, man. That's it. That's it.
0: Um, I appreciate you emailing, man. It, it always weirds me out when I see stuff like this because I've been I've been there been in those kind of situations and it, and usually without hearing we need her to email this girl yeah. when, email? when did this come in this came in uh, May 11th we need her to okay. email us yeah tell she's gonna tell us a different side of the story okay but all that being said if I'm totally on Aaron's side if I haven't heard from her I've been in situations like Aaron and it's weird if a girl starts not letting you hang out with your friends it's just a bad sign you got a dumper yep Absolutely.
1: Yep. Um let's let's get out of here. I would Burns. say get out early, but you've been in five years already, so <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> I've never been in a five year relationship besides Amber. That's yeah. a long time. Uh, um but we're gonna get out of here, guys, and but at first I want to kick out a few shout outs. Courtney Patterson, Katie K, Amanda uh, Rania. Um here's one. It says, Hey, I'm Shelly Haley from Center, Texas. Shout out to, to Shelly. Um, Sarah Miller, shout out. We, n- we used to know Sarah Miller, or I did at least. Um, your birthday shout out to Tommy Schoenhard for his 22nd birthday. His birthday is July 14th, so I'm early on that. Nice. Every time I do shout outs, I have trouble with the names. Here, <coughs> Alan Graham, I got that one from Alabama. Shout out. Thank you guys for listening. Um, love all y'all and love you Burns you too man see you next time
1: first podcast number 91 first podcast in the new spot in the new
0: spot if it looks or sounds bad I promise I'll figure that out after it's out and then I'll make those corrections see you next time love you guys yee yee